Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'm Andy, joined across town by Andrew. Live from the quarantine bunker, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Did a number on your voice too this week, didn't it? This is how I talk now. Sound like a... Is it because you got all that disease in your lungs? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Instead of eating the horse paste, he, he ate Rona. some like little Rona ain't played nobody, Paul. He he wasn't able to find the horse paste, so he had to like eat like game show host paste. Wait, you're Ooh. supposed to eat it? What did you do? Stick it up your butt? I thought you just rubbed it Sup- all over yourself. Suppository. Yeah. You think it just gets absorbed by your skin and then it's fine? Uh, well, yeah, it's paste. Uh, quicker if you, you i don't know, know. i feel like if when i hear paste i assume it's something that's used for like spreading and then you eat you spread oh, it on like oh. topping yeah. <laughs> toast avocado <laughs> with some horse paste yeah yeah you put some horse, horse paste on there just you'll like never product. believe what millennials yeah. are eating now they're eating <laughs> ivermectin on their toast <laughs> you guys could save it for a house if you stopped eating ivermectin toast i put it Sorry. on my toothbrush Put it on everything. Anything that I can spread it on, I spread it on. You brush your teeth with it? That's good. Yeah. That's Get the good. COVID out of your teeth. Prevent cavities, too, probably. All right. And that other voice you're hearing there is Tom. Hey, everybody. Hello. I, uh, I'm on Bishop Sycamore now, so watch for me next uh-huh. time. Congrats. Wait, what a thanks, position. Yeah, are you old? all of are them. You, are you old enough to be in Bishop Sycamore? Just barely. I just barely made the cut. <laughs> you're 30. You're 35. No, I'm way older than that. <laughs> uh, that other voice you hear there is Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm present. Indeed, aren't we all? Um, so now that we're all here, um, I don't think we need to check in with the polls. I don't think anything really changed last week. I mean, because no, no teams. Illinois, that were did, did, did Illinois get ranked? I don't know why they would after that. They didn't beat anybody good. They didn't release new polls. Yeah. But UCLA. Too. They might be ranked. I don't know. They didn't release new polls. Week zero. All right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about last week. So uh, week zero, if you will. Uh, do we also want to touch on the Bishop Sycamore thing? This is a college football podcast. But that this That's kind of adjacent as it is. Uh, they're, they're technically college football players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not in college. <laughs> Wait, hey, but, but the college is next door in the in the apartment complex next door. Okay. As a wise Ohioan once said, we ain't come to play school. So that's they, what they were maybe doing. They attend the University of Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> DeVry. Um so anyway, the, last week, um that that whole thing happened. I, I guess we, we have enough to talk about with uh, actual college football stuff. We can just get past that. You can go Elsewhere on the, on, on the internet, um, if you've been hiding under a rock and are not aware of the Bishop Sycamore situation, but it was pretty embarrassing for, um, I guess, ESPN this week and uh, potentially IMG. I'm not sure who, who that really falls on or whatnot, but uh, anyway, so... It it probably affects the, that weird company that sets up all those football games. I can't, it's like Paragon pa- or something? Paradon maybe? or Paradigm or Paragon. It was or a multitude of failures. Yeah. It was uh, just Google it. You'll find all kinds of weird, weird stuff like you know, you know, coaches who are athletic directors firing themselves. 
because they've got search or arrest warrants in states. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, um, and then then going to stay in hotels and having fifteen rooms, and then oh, and leaving see, without paying. Uh, and to feed the players, you have the players go to the local grocery stores and steal food. And oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let, let's talk about uh, football that ha- happened last week in uh, college football, allegedly. So um, Nebraska played Illinois. Uh, Illinois, uh, this is uh, Bert's, Bert Bielema, his first game back uh, as a head coach, I guess. And sorry, we just had a blocked punt in this UAB Jacksonville State game. Well, I UAB's up 7 nothing. Forgot to turn that on. Yeah, and they're about to score again. Uh, so anyway, so... Nebraska, Illinois. Uh, Scott Frost mentioned after the game that most of their offensive game plan went out the went out the window when Illinois came out in whatever defensive formation they were using. So, um, this, I just this, feel like that's a bad look to just well, come right out there and say that this man's paid five million dollars a year to uh, coach and make adjustments and call game plans for what's given on the field. So mm-hmm. apparently, we're over. They're overpaying him by at least five million dollars. Yeah. yeah, wasn't the issue basically that they thought they'd run like an even front and they ran an odd front? I mean, I, something. I mean, the, the most basic. At the end of the day, you have your offense. You just say we're going to run our offense, and you have to hope that your guys are your your dudes are bigger dudes, man. I mean, it, it does a recruiting problem. Is that what you're saying? Well, it changes your blocking assignment some if you're if you're switching from an even man to an odd front, but. I mean, you should be able to. Okay, that that's like for a series that throws yeah, you off. Yeah. That shouldn't yeah. throw you off for the whole game. Yeah, that's just unbelievable that he would say they had to throw out half their game plan because of that. I mean, you can make adjustments and blocking schemes well, anyway. Um, so hope, let, let's. Yeah, I was just gonna say I hope that he was watching like Illinois film from last year when like you know Brett Bielema wasn't even the head coach. Like, well, they're probably gonna run this offense and defense. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> It's a new dude. Maybe they should look at what whoever the defensive coordinator is, what they typically do, and that's a fairly good indication of what they're going to do at Illinois. So, oh man, that that guy's definitely a strength coach on UAB sideline. Big dude with a faux hawk. Oh yeah, strength coach. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's take some bets on how long before Scott Frost is fired. Um, remember, remember, this is not a COVID season right now, so they I actually might play more it. than four games. I think he'll still make it through the season. Sneak peek. They play Fordham this week. There's no line for that game. Uh, that's a nude on Big Ten Network. That's our turn of the week. Uh, we're keeping this in here. The remote possibility that Nebraska loses to Fordham. Does he get fired after that if they lose? Well, I mean... Sure, but I don't think they're not going to lose. I mean, it's not like they lost by forty to Illinois. It was eight point game. What if? What if? Anyway, right. if they get um, embarrassed by Oklahoma, like I'm not talking like a thirty point loss. I'm talking will. in like in like forty fifty point loss. I think he's fired. I don't think their eighty thinks that he's going to keep it close with Oklahoma. I I don't know. Sure, but Isn't like it? there's there's a there's there's something like a twenty five point loss and like a forty eight point loss. What's their uh, one's just we gave up. So they got Fordham and then they got Buffalo the next week and then they got OU after that. 
Hey, look so, out for Buffalo. Nice trap game. I was going to say, Buffalo's, uh, I haven't been keeping up with them, but they're typically pretty good in, you know, in, in the MAC, I guess. So, huh. all right. Well, time will tell. I, I think he doesn't survive the, the season by any means. He's going to, I mean, I don't think he makes it halfway through the year. That's my, that's my point. What is the benefit of firing someone in the middle of the year? Booster's happy. Uh, Booster's happy. You start. I mean, possibly getting some recruits. I mean, you. You're everyone not talks, a new coach talk, until the next until the season's over. Yeah. No, and everyone talks about the buyout, and it, it is huge. But I've also heard like, if you're worried about the buyout, I mean, in, th- in his situation, you should be worried about the life of your program going forward. And twenty million mm-hmm. is way cheaper than like you know, permanent damage. It's Nebraska. They got fucking Buffett money, man. Wait, what? They got Buffett Warren money. Buffett? Yeah. Or Jimmy yeah, Buffett. Buffett. Both. <laughs> 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 they got Jimmy Buffett money. Warren, Warren State. Buffett money and Jimmy Buffett money is like two things you don't no, want to get mixed um, up. No. It's like, I didn't okay, know Margaret. Okay, light is T-Boone. Is, is, is Mar- oh, is, yeah, right. Is Margaritaville next to Runza's or what? <laughs> I don't know. They're connected. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's move on to start talking about the the games this week. We'll, uh, we'll... I, I was going to ask: is, is there like is the Oklahoma score just like a? It doesn't really matter. I mean, is there is there a point total that Oklahoma can get to that embarrasses Nebraska enough to fire them? No, yes. I don't think if, so. If Nebraska, if if Oklahoma scores like seventy points. I, don't I think, think it's all. It, it, I think it's all response in the field too, right? If you if it, that game's like a twenty-one point no, game, no, like time, I, the only it, way is if they get if they go like past ninety-nine points and like they have to reset the scoreboard. <laughs> that's the only way I, I feel. I was like. going to say like I don't think A and M fired Franchione uh, with that seventy-seven the three game or whatever it was. I mean, you know, if Dennis it, Franchione, if it, I don't. know. I feel like if it's it turns all... into a, a thing where he's where, where Nebraska's just not scoring at all, then it's hard to envision him surviving I mean, that game. I think if you look at it and the, the team's, you know, given up and not responding, then clearly you've lost the team and lost the motivation. I think that's when you gotta do it. When you lose the team, it's it's over. If yes. they're fighting till the end, that's a different story. I'm not saying they're don't fire him. I'm saying I don't understand why you would do it in the middle of the season. I want it to happen in the middle of a game. All right. Well, I mean, I know what you want to happen. I'm trying to understand why it would happen. Because it'd be fun. All right. I mean, it, it'd be like the brand new word for um, tarmacking. I, I don't know what middle of the game would be called. Well, I guess Corn, rooming. Clemson, yeah. Clemsoning. Because didn't y'all fire a coach for losing the Citadel or something? What? I, I thought I swore that there was a coach that got fired at halftime. Because they were losing to All right. like well, Citadel when, or when Scott Frost gets fired, we're gonna call it the shucking. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. All right, let's talk about the games this week. So uh tonight, actually currently as we're recording this, you got UAB, Jacksonville State, and UAB was favored by uh sixteen points as of uh yesterday when I put these numbers in for ten nothing right now. Vegas odds. Yeah, and ten nothing about right now in the second quarter. Is about, half time is about to happen. Yeah. 
Uh, I was I was kind of wondering if it was at Jacksonville State, but this seems like it's in Montgomery. Oof. Montgomery is that where Jacksonville State's at? No, no, Jacksonville is like uh, it's actually a city I think called Jacksonville. It's uh yeah, it's in Florida. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that was that's yeah. No, it's like I don't know if you know where Aniston is. It's like twenty miles north of Aniston. But isn't it UAV and I thought UAB Birmingham. was in Birmingham. Yeah, UAB's in Birmingham, but they're the away team. Oh, okay. It, I thought you said something about Montgomery. It it's in Montgomery. It, it's it must be some kind of um neutral, neutral site, site game. game. Uh, classic neutral site clash. The yeah. Montgomery oh, yes. Classic. The Duke's Montgomery Miracle Whip Bowl. Whatever. It's like UAB has a brand new stadium, and uh, the start of the season off, they're not at it. Brought to you by Golden Flake. Um, Golden Flake. Or, or Yellowwood. Actually, that's Auburn, I guess. Um, all right, let's talk about week one games. Kicking off this week. So that actually we kind of did. We mentioned UAB Jacksonville State. Tomorrow night, we got Boise State at University of Central Florida. Fighting okay. Citronauts. They're favored by five. And uh, that's at seven o'clock on ESPN. Decided to watch the so, Ghost Bus? Uh, I will watch it. Sure. Four years ago, that's a great game. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be a better game than the game that, that we're about to talk about after that. But yes, I think it's going to be more competitive and exciting. But uh, I will watch both games. So the next game for us to talk about is Ohio State. It's favored by 14 at Minnesota, 8 on Fox. And this is still Thursday night. So do we yeah. think PJ Flex is going to be rowing the damn boat tomorrow night? Well, PJ Flex is going to be... Uh... Doing watch, you're gonna watch some really frustrating uh trestle ball that he's basically gonna call. Of just he's gonna try to jam it down a high state's throat, uh, and he's gonna try to play keep away, and it's gonna be the most boring offensive game you've seen. Uh, and that's all high state's got to deal with. And hopefully, the offense shows up and we uh don't get one of those uh Big Ten road night game terrors. I think it's gonna be I mean, that. I think it's gonna be, I don't, I don't think Ohio State's gonna lose, but I don't think they're gonna cover. I don't know if this is a game we're picking this week, but I don't think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be first week. Stroud's not comfortable yet, and it's just going to be ugly Big Big Ten football tomorrow night. I mean, yeah, I was going to say you were you were describing like, like a a low scoring or like grinding it out. That just sounds like Big Ten football to me. That's what that's what Minnesota's going to do. I mean, this game's got me scared shitless, man. You going on the road? First game of the season with a freshman quarterback who's never thrown a collegiate snap. You got Minnesota. They're going to wear their special uniforms. They're going to have the crowd amped. Coming off I a mean, disappointing season, are they wearing their I mean, color rush uniforms? I, mean, I think I they're wearing all blacks. I don't. I don't know what kind of a defense Minnesota has, but I would kind of figure they'd like abuse, like just blitz and and hit late after the play and just try to destroy this freshman quarterback because that'd be the best way to win. I would think you'd you'd do a bunch of movement and try to confuse them as much as possible. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean blitzes, were- but like change up your looks constantly. Minnesota returns 10 starters on each side of the ball, too. So, I mean, they got experience. So, it'll be, it's going to be more of, you know, talent versus experience. So, I mean, you, you make them lose the game on the, on Ohio State's quarterbacks. If you leave it up to like the receivers or the running backs, Ohio State's going to kill them. Yeah. I mean, Chris Olave is a pretty good receiver, obviously. So, um, I think at the end of the day, I think that this could be like kind of tight for a half. And then uh, the, the uh, crock yeah. potting takes place. 
I think if they can rattle Stroud, I think it'll be <clears throat> close all the way through. I mean, maybe Ohio State wins by 10 at the end or something. I don't know, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, I'm saying 10 to 13. Why do you sound like kind of lost like you a little bit there? But, uh, oh, sorry. I think I, think I might that... have Mike. Oh, we got him. <laughs> oh, I think that we could uh, we could be looking at a backdoor cover here, possibly. But yeah. Okay. Was it 14 points? Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. I would not pick that spread. All right, let's talk about uh, Friday. Let's move, move, keep on moving. Uh, we got North Carolina favored by five and a half at Virginia Tech at six on ESPN. Oh man, we're getting the weekend kicked off early. I like that. Six p.m. I do too. Is uh North Carolina still has that quarterback, but did they lose everybody else? Uh, on offense, they lost yeah. both the running backs, who I guess both had over a thousand yards rushing last year. I don't know. Their defense was That's bad last year, and I don't think. I, I was I listening to someone. Yeah, I was listening to someone on I think Fine Bomb, and they were kind of that's how they kind of ordered North Carolina. I mean, they they were still expected to be good because they kind of were thinking that the how. Yes, uh, he might be the the best quarterback right now in college because everyone else that was good left. Um, but they kind of yeah they were they were basically concerned that he doesn't have weapons. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I I would I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech won five and a half is not a lot of points, honestly. I don't yeah, but again, granted it's at Virginia Tech, so I don't know. I think I find it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that they should have enough weapons to deal with uh, with Virginia Tech. Things have not been great there. Yeah, I mean, I think Fuentes is still on the hot seat. Sure seems like it. He's been on the hot I seat mean, for like I, years, seasons, I feel yeah. like. He finds I a mean, way. I don't, I don't think he gets fired like if they lose this game, which would probably be expected. But at the end of the year, if they haven't had... I mean, if they're not bowl eligible at minimum, I don't see how he oh. survives. I can't remember what they did last year. I don't either. That's the Tom I question. Everyone just went three and three. I last know they year. lost to Clemson. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> they're zero <All> right. one. <laughs> Michigan State's going to be um, Michigan State's at Northwestern, at uh, who's favored by three, and that's at nine uh, Friday oh, night God. on ESPN. <laughs> That's the grossest game and grossest time of all time. Yeah, like Friday yeah. night, 9 p.m., Northwestern Michigan State game. Just to, just kind of to send you into the weekend, just put you to sleep real if gently. You wanna, if you want to go into quote-unquote sicko mode, that is the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you can either drink like Robitussin or watch this game. I mean, I, I, no I was thinking to watch it. No desire to watch that game. I'm thinking about some uh, some Nyquil. Actually, that's like get you some Baptist booze. Your alternative to that would be uh, would be to watch this game. This will put you to sleep. Listen, if you're fans of punting from the 35, this is the game for you. We could have an over under on the amount of the opponents 35. So it's big opponents. Yeah, (laughs) the opponents 35. (laughs) It'll happen at least twice in that game. They will they will punt from the 35 at least twice. Guaranteed. Yeah, we're gonna make them drive the whole distance of the field. We're gonna pin them inside their five. Oh, it's a touchback. <laughs> get them with a good, you know, pooch punt yards. and catch them at like the five, and then yeah, we'll see what they can do. Yeah, exactly. Classic Big Ten football right there. Yeah. 
It's all about field position, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Saturday. We got Penn State at Wisconsin. Good game here, I, in my opinion. Uh, whiskey favored by five and a half. And that's at noon on Fox for your big nude Saturday game. So, that's a bad game. I don't know. That's not a bad noon game. I'm fine with that. That's a great game. That's going to be an amazing game. <sighs> I feel like this is more punting from the 35 kind of football. No. Wisconsin's um... finally got a quarterback. Oh, okay. Wisconsin's going to be road grading Penn State on the offensive line. You just know that. I mean, that's what they do. Wisconsin's got a good quarterback. They're going to be. It's going to be going. All right. We'll see if he if he's good. He he showed some promise, but how many games did he actually play last year? Because he was out with Rona for a couple games, right? And the Big Ten barely had much of a season anyway, right? So, how many games did he actually play? Like four or five, maybe. Look at this guy with all his ba- with all his eggs in the JT Daniels basket, talking about how he hasn't seen enough from this other quarterback. I mean, JT Daniels had a full season at USC as well, but sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, what do they have to show for it? <laughs> Jack shit, because Clay Hilton's their coach. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, is that I, I think this will this will be a fun game, um, and I'm assuming that's part of the pickem. So we'll probably talk about it more later. Alabama is going to be favored by 19 and a half uh, versus Miami at 3:30 on ABC. So we'll see how this goes. Derek King is back. Um, which is cool. I I don't think that he's gonna have a great game, but I mean, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably find out if he's healthy, fully back yet or not. I mean, most of the time when you're when you're back, your first game after a significant injury, you're you're cleared enough to play, but you're not really healthy for a good six yeah. months or so after that, really. But um, it, I mean, you're you're not like where you were, but yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not only just like, are you actually back? You also have the mental aspect of like, does he trust movement? You know, can he, you know, yeah, cutting, change, change, and, yeah, uh, cutting and all that. It's like a big part of his game is running. So it's going to be interesting if he, you know, just passes yeah. the whole game. Yeah. I just, ooh, yeah, I, I, I hope that he has a great game. I don't expect Miami to win this, but I hope. Derek King has a good game for his own sake, and I, like he's a good story, you know. I don't, but. I don't want, I do not want what happened to the Florida State quarterback a couple years back. Um, DeAndre Francois, against, yeah, he played. Where you guys played, broke him, and then they had to bro- bring up that Alabama uh, broke him, and he was never the same. They had to play that bean pole for the rest of the season. Yeah, Blackman or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that kid was what, like six four and like one hundred and fifty pounds or something. Yeah, I was about to, like, he was overweight him at one hundred and seventy. He was like looked like Slenderman out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't see this one being close either. I mean, it, it might be close for like a, a half because they got it's Bill O'Brien's first game with the offense. Uh, curious to see if it's if it looks the same as when Sark was calling plays or. How much he's like changing I, with his own shit. Like, like with Miami, I hear mostly the. I think their defensive front is considered to be pretty good for the ACC, and that might um, be where I don't know. I, I don't know really much about Miami. Um, I mean, what would you say? Where, 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 where is their strong point? Uh, I mean, they is have it, talent. They have skill talent, but I don't. I mean, I I don't think they have a complete team, so I. I 
I don't know. I don't think there's anything really to worry about with them. That was yeah. that was the main concern was that well, maybe they have they're okay up front and we're p- putting pressure on the Alabama passing offense, you know, which is while super talented and it sounds like we're going with it, almost everyone that's coming in on this, you know, this last class or two. Like there is not a position group they have that is a is better than the op- opposing position group that they have to play against on Bama's team. Yes. That seems accurate, yeah. Um, the only equalizer is you have Bob as your offensive coordinator. That's fair. And a new quarterback. But yeah, sure. So that that's why I was saying it could be close for a half, but I expect Bama to pull away just because the sheer amount of talent that they have. I think, uh, yeah, I think, Alabama will, I think Alabama will be pretty conservative for the first half. They might be conservative for the whole game if, if Miami can't do anything. So, yeah. I don't know. They I, may I, not I, need I, to... I know- I know they're. I know Alabama's like about four running backs deep that they want to see, so I, I can imagine like like a sixty or seventy carry game. You know, rotate between four four or five people, and and just crock just crock potting it. Sounds like a Big Ten game. What are you talking about? Yeah, don't pump from the thirty-five though. No, yeah. it's just one running back running thirty-seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Big Ten. Is, yeah, Alabama hasn't done that since Derrick Henry with a lead fullback. Do you guys have a lead fullback? Do you guys even have a fullback on your the, team? Uh, there were some weird people talking. Uh, I think our number one running back, Brian Robinson, is is a little bit bigger than the others, and there was rumors of them like you know having the two running backs out there and him in the technically fullback slot. Oh, Mike, I'm telling you, man, if you guys line up in the eye, you can just go ahead and just write off Bob at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, if they line it up in the eye, I'm going to might start laughing. What I think what I think that people saw was it's still shotgun and like split backs. But, you know, you're talking about like putting that's a pistol. Yeah. Whatever variations. If, of he, pistol. if he runs a fullback dive, just shut down the season. <laughs> Almost there he runs out there in the was it the diamond formation? We I mean, have like three running backs and oh, that's wing? a pretty cool formation. No, it's kind of like the um, it's kind of like the pistol, except you have um, two backs on either side of the quarterback as well. And yeah, two in the sides and one behind. And it's it, it's like almost basically going to triple option at that point. Okay, I'm I, I don't know. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> it's we have too many running backs and 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 they didn't you know they didn't transfer so we gotta gotta do something with them. All right, let's, hold on. Let's, let's see if we can get. Let's see if we can get Andrew back. Hey Andrew, what, I I hear that somebody might punt from the opponent's thirty-five yard line. Oh God, hold on, I gotta go pull my pants back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got you back. All right, cool. All right, so there there's that game. Um, let's talk about Indiana and Iowa. Now you're back. Oh, you're oh back. God. Iowa is favored by three and a half, and this is at three thirty on the Big Ten Network. I should put yeah. this game in the pickup. I missed it. Michael, ahead, you Phoenix. only have five. <laughs> yeah, you could you can make it six, just like last year. Michael Penix going to Iowa. And All right, wait. What's the spread? I'm gonna, I'm adding to the pickup. Three and a half. It was okay. three and a half yesterday. Oh. Let me see what it is today. Hold on. Wait, where where's it's at I- Iowa? Yes. Yeah, it's still three and a half today. 
right, Indy. Um, I mean, you don't have so, to read it out loud, and you can keep going. Yes, I will keep on going. Uh, going. Uh, so this is at three thirty on the Big Ten Network. Um, so we'll see what uh, uh, what, what Phoenix can do. Fully what? healed Phoenix, I guess. What can Phoenix do for you? Can Phoenix do for you? Fully hey, healed Phoenix. Something from the forty-five. Ah, yes. These teams have a little more confidence in their offense than those other two. Slightly more. Yeah. I feel like um, everybody keeps on saying that what um, what Illinois was trying to do or what they did on offense last week is essentially what Iowa does all the time, I guess. So um, I, I don't know that. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know that the what Illinois was doing last week was all that great. Uh, other than about, Nebraska, just say, does, that, does Iowa like go and get their quarterback destroyed in like the first quarter and go to a Rutgers quarterback as a backup or or what? I don't. Know. That's what that's what Illinois did. I think that I like I said I don't think that last week was any kind of reflection on how awesome Illinois is. It's just how shitty Nebraska is. So, um. <laughs> I think that that was just kind of showed you the state of the Big Ten. Do you mean the Alliance member of Big Ten or? Yeah. Yes. The the Alliance. Exactly. So let's talk about the next game. We got LSU favored by three at UCLA at 830 on Fox. So this is is an interesting game to me. But is uh, is this is this how far uh, LSU has fallen or? Well, uh, Coach O's going back to Los Angeles, so that that in and of itself is kind of interesting. Although he's not at the same, uh, not at the same stadium, I suppose. Is it but the same stadium? Did they play at the know. Coliseum? No, no. Where does Someone where does UCLA play? Is that a real question? Yeah, it, Rose Bowl. Is, is, the, is the Rose Bowl also the Coliseum, or are those two different places? No. No, it's two different places. UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl. I thought they both played at the Rose Bowl for whatever no, reason. No, USC plays at the Coliseum. I always thought that the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum were the same thing. Oh, my God. Because I thought the Rose Bowl no. was just the bowl game at the end of the year. They're hurting my Big Ten virtue. Yeah, but who cares? The You're Big supposed Ten. to know everything about the Rose Bowl. No one watches the Pac-12. Wait, were you on the Big Ten or the Pac-12? It's I'm Pac-12. saying you should know about the Rose Bowl. This Why? is the Alliance member uh, Have- UCLA. Have some respect. Put some respect on their name. They're in different cities altogether. Does California Should also they both play? be in LA? I don't understand. Does California also play here? Pasadena. No. Cal- California plays in Berkeley. <laughs> I thought that was Stanford. Wait, <laughs> oh, I don't, no. I'm sorry. I, I'm, okay, so you're probably going to be pissed again. I thought UCLA and USC were both in LA. Well, Pasadena Tom, is a suburb. Tom, think, Tom thinks it's the Meadowlands. So, well, okay, so they, they do play in the same city. This is stupid. Don't say they don't well, play in no. the same city. Oh Pasadena my God. are different. It's a different city. <sighs> he says a suburb. It's. I mean, it's a city. <sighs> it was in. They were. They were all enveloped by a bigger city. Just think of the Beach Boys when I hear Pasadena. Okay. Well, interesting. So we got in another game I, here with. Were, uh, <laughs> I definitely saw like some picks for UCLA in this game, which I kind of, in my mind, I still think of LSU being like 
good. LSU most of the most of the time is like a decent team. And you remember, well, like last year? remember last year when they uh, I, lost to Mississippi State? It, well, last year's weird. <laughs> like I don't remember last year, and then Alabama won it. So I mean, well, they're yeah. So la- last year, uh, Bo Pelini uh, was there. He is not there. So theoretically, there's nowhere to go but up for wait, them. Wait, wait. LSU hired Bo Pelini at one point recently. <laughs> this is your conference, man. Not even that your yeah, division. And they're your rival we've, too. I could, we've established I, that he doesn't watch any football but Alabama. So I thought they Bo play Pol- LSU. I thought, I thought Bo Pelini had ruined his reputation so much that not even LSU would hire him back. But I, well, apparently they, I'm well, wrong. He got lucky because uh, Coach O didn't even interview him. Their best win did come off a, a, a with the the cleat that was yeeted. <laughs> Hopefully, he planned that to perfection. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're we're going to come back to the game of the week. We'll, we'll keep on going. Um, I mean, there there are more games. The, these are the the high points. Also, because it's Labor Day weekend, we got football Sunday and Monday as well. So Sunday, you got Notre Dame favored by seven and a half, and that's at Florida State, and that's at seven thirty on ABC. Might be a Will good that? game. They're letting them play on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Awards Day. I didn't think they'd let Notre Dame play on Sunday. Mm, They're not BYU, man. I was going to say, they're not BYU. The day of rest. They're not BYU. Listen, if there's anything that they care about at Notre Dame, it's money. And let me tell you, (laughs) Disney's got money. Yeah. If there's anything we know about Catholicism, it's that they like money. (laughs) I didn't say that. I said Notre Dame. You said that. One in also, the same. also a very important fact about Catholicism is they only go to church on Sunday if there's a holiday on Sunday. <laughs> That's fair. Notre Labor Dame Day does not count. <laughs> Notre Dame football is a holiday. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, th- this could be a good game. I mean, what, what else are you going to be doing? I don't I'm going to watch it, but, you know, I'm an ACC guy. So, you know. I'm going to be I mean, doing nothing. I will be watching most of these games, so... Uh, if not more, these are just the high points. I will be watching a lot of the low points as well. Uh, Monday, we got Louisville at, uh, or sorry, versus Ole Miss. This is a neutral site game from where I don't Charlotte, remember and don't really care. Duke, isn't it the other Duke's Mayo game? A, I don't know. Sure. Wait, they're playing two games in Charlotte? I think. Isn't it in Charlotte? I can't remember. Maybe it's They can't Atlanta. play two games no that quick. It's got to be Atlanta. It's got to be the Chick Fil A game, but right? Alabama, Alabama, Miami's in Atlanta. Oh shit! Well, then it is in Atlanta. It is in Atlanta. They're playing two uh, games in Atlanta in a weekend. Yeah, it's Fine. in a dome. They can do that. Um. So anyway, Louisville, Louisville versus Ole Miss, who's favored by ten, and that's at eight on ESPN Monday. So there I'll you watch go. that too. Because no one's gonna sure. play defense. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll watch that. I don't know well, about Louisville. Yeah. I, I mean, do they have a good offense? Yeah. I mean, I, I know what this does. Satterfield, Satterfield's a good offensive guy. Bro, cool. I mean, so let, let me be clear. <laughs> Their offense does not look good against good defenses. But lucky for them, Ole Miss does not have a defense like that. Well, Ole Miss should have a slightly better defense, but that's not really saying much of anything considering they're one of the worst in FBS last year. So, All right. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It will be the opposite of the snooze fest that will be Michigan state 
<laughs> in Northwestern <laughs> tomorrow night or Friday night. It'll be the opposite of that. All right, let's talk about the game of the week. Can anyone guess what that one? Wow, I don't know why it's not Michigan Georgia. State Northwestern. I should have. Yeah, been yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be. Real missed game, opportunity. The game of the week is like what's on right now. I mean, like UAB just did like a a, a reverse flea flicker for like forty yards. Hey man, UA, UAB's not bad. Uh oh, Cusa. They're driving <coughs> down Jacksonville State's throat. So Clemson game versus the, Georgia. Game of the week. At 7.30 on ABC, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so jump in wherever you want to, Tom. I tried sure. to put in as much as I could outline-wise. Um, I, my yeah, my opinion there, is that I think both... There's at least 40 sentences here. I mean, this is big, it's a, big, big stuff. Yeah. He 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 has a lot to talk about. That's fine. Four, nope. five, six, seven, eight sentences, for the record. I'm, uh, I'm looking at my phone. It's eight bullet points. Eight it's bullet, bullet points. points. Some of the bullet phone, points have multiple sentences. On my phone, it's literally it's like <laughs> four <laughs> swipes up. Listen, yeah, four, I can't help it swipes. that I that I do punctuation. Uh, so I I would say that uh, I think both defensive lines have an edge in this game, in my opinions. Uh, I think the the differences are going to be the the quarterbacks in the in this game. Which well, I, I think it's it's interesting because I think I think you're right. I think both defensive lines have an advantage uh, when when they're on the field. But I think it's for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like Clemson has an experienced but uh, terrible offensive line. Uh, Georgia has a very talented but uh, green offensive line. So um, I don't know. I think it's. Kind of, yeah. I uh, just to just to clarify, so you'll you'll see that Georgia has a lot of new starters. Uh, is what they're gonna say. They have a lot of snaps returning, so they they had to play a lot of a lot of guys the last couple of years. So a lot of those guys have played. Uh, but as far as playing together, yeah, that. So yes, yes and no. So they, these guys have have played um, played a lot, but as far as playing together, that's a different thing entirely. And I, I think it could take a with, little bit of time before they're cohesive. With both of those laid out, when you throw in the quarterback and what kind of you know quarterbacks those are, does it change that even more? Because one side you've got uh, you know a pretty young so, quarterback who doesn't he's got some playing time, right? Yeah, he and plays he's huge, so yeah. he's going to be hard to bring down. Whereas on the other side, you have God as quarterback, even though he's a little smaller, but he's 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 literally the Lord and Savior of the world. I, right? I will say this about um, Uyunglele: um, he's he's big. Um, he will get, I think, pegged maybe as mobile, but not really. Like he's not like uh, Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. No, was, he's not. Or even he's, he, or even how he Law was. He's He's, he's like he's Ruffelsberger, right? Exactly, exactly. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna be elusive. Like if you're coming at him from you know both both sides, he's not gonna be able to just you know spin his way out and then run for fifteen twenty yards. He's he's more like oh it's fourth and one, he'll just fall forward and get the first down kind of. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, JT I, Daniels, I, I think is is more. I think you're, I guess. Uh, prototypical pocket passer um, from what I've heard and seen anyway. So I don't know if Andy um, pretty much uh, Uh, I would say that it was I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because he just got healthy for the last four games of last year and that was healthy enough to play. He was still not uh, I would say 
and I was going to talk about um, he was not. I don't think he was ever 100 percent last year. So last year he was thrown off his back foot more than what I would like to see. There's definitely room for improvement there. Part of that could be not trusting his uh, where he was at as far as physically uh, coming off that injury. But um, he, he could stand to improve with that. Maybe they run him some more um, if he's more mobile and confident, because I think I'm pretty sure that first week back he was playing with like a full on brace on his leg. So, I mean, he was. Yeah, he I, like I said, I, I don't think he was he was healthy. Um, fully healthy all of last year. Anyway, so we'll, we'll see. I, I don't see DJ being you know, like Lamar Jackson or anything like that. To me, it seemed more like uh more like a Cam Newton style where he's able to keep plays alive outside the pocket to some extent, like rolling I out. Mean, I mean, are we expecting and, like Georgia to be able to get like solid shots on, on DJ? Like how, how many can yes. he take? I, yes. I think you're going to see a lot of, um, this is what I think if I was something, this is what I would do. This is what I think they'll do. Um, it's going to be, it's at least in the first half, it's going to be a lot of quick um, short throws, maybe like kind of screen passes out to the flats because I believe Clemson knows, I, 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 the whole country probably knows that um, the offensive line's at a big disadvantage to their defensive line. And the best way to uh, to negate that, I guess, is, 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 is going from sideline to sideline, especially because um, Clemson's wide receivers, I think even as blockers, uh, have a huge advantage over um, Georgia's defensive backs. So you want to get you want to get the the ball to the sidelines and and see what you can do there. Um, so you know the, the unfortunate thing is DJ has probably the strongest arm in the country, um, but there he probably will not have any time at all this weekend to to throw it deep. I, I'd be I'd be surprised if they can find a way to make it happen, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean I, I would probably do the same thing. I would probably attack um, quickly because you don't. I George is going to probably do the same thing that I think Clemson does where we're going to shuffle out, you know, all of our defensive line for just a fresh set. So starters are kind of meaningless for us, I would say, um, because they play first and second string pretty much interchangeably and they're just going to beat the shit out of your offensive line. You can can definitely tell that Georgia really doesn't have starters because the entire death chart is or. So everybody's a starter. Georgia didn't, re- Georgia didn't release a depth chart. I thought you did. They will day of. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Know. It doesn't really matter because <laughs> everybody's going to end up playing out there. So yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really. <laughs> I think you. I, I have a pretty good I- idea of who's going to start. And I'm sure that Venables does as well. Um, I think the bigger key is who's starting in the secondary. And I think that there's been enough indications of who's going to be starting out there that should be good to go. Um, as far as that goes, no, I, I think that our DBs have, have changed quite a bit from when Rick was there, who favored a lot of these smaller DBs that were like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, uh, these guys are a little bit better suited to hang in with Clemson's tall wide receivers that are, you guys have multiple that are in the 6'3 to 6'5 range, if I remember right. Yes, um, almost all of them. One of the most frustrating things is we don't really have a true slot wide receiver because all our receivers are huge. So it's kind of annoying, but I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yes, we, we've got quite a few of those DBs that are in the 6'1 to 6'3 range. So, like long arms. So we'll um, see how that goes. But yes, I would definitely 
uh, do quick pass to attack stuff there. Um, I would also say that the defensive lines are slightly different. I would say that ours is uh, is a little bigger and uh, vertically and horizontally than uh, than Clemson's as a whole. But theirs is designed to uh, more for pass rush. I would say, and ours is designed more for run fits and um, getting yeah, the yeah. outside linebackers to to roam freely and do whatever the hell they want to do. And still with that, Jordan Davis is a fucking monster. And I've that kid is like, I feel like he's pushing uh, 380 or something like that. And I saw him, I've seen him throw people off him and then tra- chase down a running back from the backside of the play at, at his six uh, six and like three eighty chase a running back down, which is just kind of terrifying to me that a big man can move like that. So he sounds can like, uh, sounds like the fridge when he's he's, he's a freak. They've also used him in some uh, uh, goal line situations as a fullback as well. So he's he's just a crazy athlete. Um, so anyway, he he's good. Um, Trayvon Walker Walker is um, is also a freak, and so is Devonta. I mean, we've got a really good defensive line. So does. Uh, Clemson, they've got, um, let's see if I remember all the names. Miles Murphy is the one that I'm probably most worried about. There's, I know there's Brian Brzee. Uh, yep. Apparently, you guys might have somebody out with, uh, with the Rona. Do you want to break that here? Rumor. Tom, just... I mean, we can, I hate talking about rumors because it's um, not, especially if it's not like, you know, confirmed. But I mean, hmm. supposedly Tyler Davis is has the Rona. I don't know. My assumption is they're not saying anything because they're probably going to, especially since he's asymptomatic. They're probably, well, allegedly asymptomatic. Allegedly he has it, whatever. Uh, my assumption is if the case was that there was a player who's vaccinated and who um, is asymptomatic, my assumption is they're probably going to test him every single day until Saturday, hoping a negative test comes back and then they can just roll with him. That's my guess. I don't know. Don't you have to get um, two negative tests in a row? Or maybe that was just last year. I don't know how it works this year it, with vaccinations. It, 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 and yeah, it gets weird with the vaccination part. Oh, okay. Um, um, so I don't know. A, a, a question I was going to put out for both with both of these defensive lines and how you yes. describe their qualities. I don't know if I I can imagine Clemson's offense. You know, going, you know, spread, you know, spread everyone out, four receivers, and and maybe try to negate Georgia's linebackers because you know can't have two or three linebackers out there if, if you know they're four wide and would that cause fits if Georgia's defensive line it, which is more run gap you know if you can't get pressure would that benefit Clemson more I think everybody runs a spread now so I don't think that part's going to be any different it would just I'm be saying the, like I don't see a universe where Georgia's not going to get pressure yeah whereas with Clemson's being pass sure. rushers you can get the pressure with just them I would hold that being like George's benefit would be to go more heavy to negate the like a pass rush from the. I mean, line. let's be honest, like they're not going to be doing anything crazy that that Georgia hasn't seen on offense before. The difference is their receivers and DJ, right? Like the offensive line isn't really scary. Right. Uh, I mean, but so on offense, I mean, they, you know, they got some good running backs, but it's really nothing we haven't seen before. But it's everything together, like those running backs, the receivers, and DJ to me. Like those are the different differentiating things. The offensive line doesn't that doesn't phase me really. 
I mean, unless y'all got Hunter Info to come back for another year, that that could be scary. But I, I, all I mean, we got is, Justin Ross back, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see if he plays like he did all, in 2018, all, or if, you know. All I'm saying is I'm I'm sitting here thinking back to the Ohio State Alabama game with Cordell. Like I'm thinking of DJ, like he can go, you know, get Georgia spread out, and then just like eat five yards. Well, the bigger thing to even, me on even this with, is the, even with a even with a, a mediocre offensive line. So I this will be interesting to see how much how comfortable Clemson would be running with uh, DJ just because of how thin Curious the backup is behind him. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're going to use him in that in that way. Um, I like, think it'd be like, very interesting. Like to if see. This, like if this is the playoff game, they would. But being game one, knowing that. Yeah. Well, there's the other thing. I I assume that either, you know, either team can lose this game and be okay, right? Or is Clemson in trouble because they don't really have anyone left? Clemson's better off. If Clemson wins out after, they're fine, I I think. Um, Clemson, this this game, there's way more for Georgia to lose here because Clemson's going to sail through this, the ACC. And and most likely play, I mean, granted, the ACC is going to be completely... Uh, at least their schedule is going to be pretty pretty uh, terrible. But uh, That's if what things saying. go the way people think it's going to go, they'll probably play a top ten uh, UNC team uh, in the in the ACC championship. So um, that'll give them something, especially since it'll be the last game that the committee sees before um, they pick, they make their yeah. picks. So I, I think that um, might honestly, I think yeah. I think either either if either team loses and they win out, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think. It's that. Sure, it's just tougher because we're going to end up paying playing Alabama in the SEC championship, right. or if if things go chalk, how we think it's going to go, or you know, uh, possibly yeah. Aggie. If you know who just gave their coach, we should we should have talked about Jimbo Fisher getting extension oh, yeah. today, <laughs> and they bumped him up for no reason, bumped up his salary. <laughs> they know he's going to do well this year. They just have a feeling. Maybe their dog told them to well. give him a, the dog told them to give him a raise. How often does this work out that coaches get this big raise, like, you know, right after like another raise and like in the middle of it? How, how often does it work? And not I feel like in, in most of the time, but see, this is the, the big thing that he doesn't, I don't think his buyout changed. But generally, what happens is a coach will get an enormous buyout and then tank, and then they have to pay that enormous buyout. So, so I th- yeah. I'm thinking of Scott Frost, I'm thinking of Jeremy Pruitt, I'm thinking of. Auburn's last multiple coaches or Wilma Champ. So let's talk about, uh, r- real quick before we get off this game, I, I did think that one thing that would have helped with the quick passing game would be passes in the in the slot. Like, long developing like go routes and things like that, I don't foresee being... Uh, I, like, DJ, DJ, DJ's big, but getting, you know, tackled full sprint by one of our outside linebackers or Jordan Davis coming up the middle and hitting him right under the chin, essentially and driving him back. I mean, that's not good for his long-term health. So I think passes in the slot, especially early in the game would be good. And are, haven't they been talking about having Justin Ross? Justin Ross is, is, yeah, I mean, he's been lining up everywhere, but I think the plan is for him, his primary, primary spot to be in the slot. So, and he's coming off a spinal injury that, that seems, uh, Technically, was it, it wasn't was, an injury. I, I, he went yeah. in for something else, and they found something wrong with his spine that they had to um, fix. And so, <sighs> so it's like finding an. It just uh, makes me cringe. It's finding a defect more than a uh, health, like an injury. Right. 
Um, I, I mean, guess I, before, I we go, before we go, uh, and, Andrew, any thoughts? There's a 100% chance he's asleep, yeah. Not asleep. I've just been thinking about those 35-yard punts. Okay. <laughs> Pull your pants about back that. up, please. I mean, you yeah. could have told us, like, there's been multiple COVID updates for other, you know, Tyron Matthew tested positive, like eight, eight Boston Red Sox tested positive. So, I mean, everything's going real fine. Georgia had a coach get, or not coach, yeah. get somebody on their or, staff get uh, COVID, yeah. yeah. I thought I saw that a couple hours ago. Yeah, it's there. Um, I forget what his uh, sports medicine uh, oh, guy who's, who's one of the who's one of the main uh, people in charge of uh, developing COVID policy for the SEC as well. So huh. I guess it turns out when you're in uh, close contact with uh, with all these people all the time that you can actually get it. Which uh, yeah, not great. We, 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 you know what first... the uh, testing policy is at Georgia? Like, are any like athletes that were around him have to get tested, or how does that work? I'm sure they will be. No. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, when you first said his position, I was sitting here about to say, is he like the water boy? Did the water boy get COVID? And, and if the water boy gets COVID, doesn't no. mean like the entire team's just done. I mean, because. No, I. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be any huge deal, but it's. I'm sure that it'll be brought up for the game. And he's been doing it for a long time and is really good at, at what he does. Uh, I, I guess this just speaks to. Anyone can get COVID, as uh, uh, the world is fine. One of our hosts, one of our hosts, has found out this week. So, Bye, <laughs> from the quarantine zone. Hopefully, hopefully, right. just the hopefully just the one host. But... Indeed, indeed. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead. And, that is all of the uh, games. Oh, oh, also, cannot forget Pac-12 After Dark game of the week. We got Arizona versus BYU. At uh, BYU's favored by twelve and a half, God. and is this at, is on Saturday at ten thirty at night on ESPN. Ten uh, thirty Eastern, hell yeah, ten thirty. That's going off like for me. That's going off at least by one. What if that game? I'm, what if that game goes hmm. into a bunch of overtimes? Do they have to quit at midnight. Yeah. Oh, for BYU. Yeah, they move to a different time zone so they can keep playing. <laughs> they fly to Hawaii. Got, they've, yeah. got no, they've got no more room to go. Um. So yeah, there's your uh, games. Do we do we have questions this week, Andrew? Uh, hold please. Or do you want to do pickums first? Well, I got. I'm pulling the questions up now. I got a. I got a whole system here. His voice oh, yeah. literally dropped two octaves. He has a system, I got a, huh? got a whole system here. All right, I gotta get past all this Craig bullshit. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, there's not many questions. Uh, one question from a Texas fan. Which team do you want to see lose the most this weekend? Be creative by not picking your main rival. Aw. Can I pick right. a sub-rival? Ah, shit. We didn't, I didn't even preview this. Okay. <laughs> the The team that... Uh, where was the questioning? I was looking through. Can, can you say it one more time? Which team do you want to see lose most this weekend? Okay. Uh, Texas, just for the, lul- the, the lulls, to, uh, to Louisiana. That would be Ooh. funny. Yes. That's fun. That's uh, very fun. I don't know. Who do I want to see lose the most? Notre Dame to Florida State, because A, yeah. Notre Dame, and B... That would be so hilarious. 
I think that would be I pretty think, funny. Uh, I think it would be fun to see Alabama lose, but then it'd be like insufferable by Miami fans <sighs> about how the U is back. But then they're going to draw through games in the ACC, so that'd be really funny anyway. Yeah, because then they'd just be like, they'd be all high on themselves and then just like shit the bed afterwards. Right. That might be fun. Eh. All right. Mike, what you got? We lost Mike. All right. Mike's picking. He'd also like the Alabama lose. Uh, <laughs> a Kentucky fan asks, an SEC team is going to take a bad loss. It's, year, it's a yearly week one tradition. Who's it going to be? Who do we right. have? What was the question? In the SEC. Who an SEC team is going to take a bad loss. It's a yearly week one tradition. Who is it going to be? LSU. That's who it's going to be. Yeah, LSU is going to lose to <laughs> UCLA, I'm pretty sure. I could see that. I could see that. Um, is that uh, all the questions we have? No, we have one more from a Penn State okay. fan. Inspired by UCF playing Boise in the bounce house Thursday night. What is your favorite stadium name? Favorite stadium name. Like nickname? I, I like the, uh, it's not, well, okay, if we're going to talk about like basketball, or if we're going to count basketball as like stadium names, I do like that Louisville's basketball stadium is called the Yum Center. <laughs> <laughs> I like the irony in the Carrier Dome not having AC. That, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, we also have Bofa Stadium. <laughs> Bofa Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not technically his name, but <laughs> Bofa. That's pretty good. All right. Anything else? Question was. That's it for the questions. Okay. Pickums, I guess, right? Yeah. Hold on. I gotta get my system going. All right. Here we go. All right. System. Is, is Mike there able to do pickums? Uh. Yeah. He's. I'll, in... I'll, 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 I'm. Uh, okay. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll answer. Okay. Okay. First up, I don't have my usual uh, uh, kind of little dealio here, so it's, this is an exasperated uh, version of this. Uh, so okay. we have our first game is Penn State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a five and a half point favorite. We'll pick straight up. Start with Andy. Uh, yeah, give me whiskey. All right, Mike. Uh, Wisconsin. And I'm up. I'm going to go Penn State. Penn State gets rolling here early in the season. Gross. I'm going with whiskey. All right. Up next, uh, we have Bama at Miami. Bama's a 19-point favorite. We'll pick against the spread. Start with Tom. I want to I wanna heads, take one. Hold on. Heads, heads was the coin flip. Oh, no, we're still doing that. coin flips? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to do Hold the coins. All right. So that's Wisconsin. Sorry. Okay. Um, I want to take Miami plus nineteen, but like I, I feel like we we do this every other year. Bama plays some team that used to be good, and then mm-hmm. you know blows them out by like forty points. So, uh, I'm gonna take Bama to cover. Uh, yes, uh, I think Bama is absolutely gonna pants Miami. It might be thirty points. If it's if it's the point spread, I'm 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 going Bama. Would I mean? Wouldn't that mean you would go Bama if it wasn't a point spread? It, yeah, it was a point spread, right? Because nineteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I say the cover. Well, this is boring. We're all gonna say yes. Coin. Right. Coin. Coin's gonna break it. 
Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's chasing it down, the, down the driveway. Did, did it fall down the toilet? <laughs> oh no. Toilet. <laughs> you gotta retrieve the same cards from posterity. Heads. Heads, and don't ask. <laughs> the quick clean sweeper, yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Up next, we have Notre Dame at Florida State. Notre Dame is a seven and a half point favorite. I guess we'll pick against the spread. Start with Andy. Do we know where, where was this game at again? I forget. It's neutral, isn't it? Neutral site? No, it's at FSU. It's at FSU. At, at well, I had it at FSU. I don't. I didn't check for neutral sites. I think it's at FSU. Thank FSU you. is I think, the home I think they have to. I think they have to because Notre Dame five game deal with uh, ACC. They have to do it. Did you I say think. straight up or? Spread. Said spread. Spread. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Notre Dame. Well, shit. And we're doing spread. <sighs> Does Notre Dame win by more than a touchdown? Yes. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, Mike. Or State Notre Dame was it seven? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. No. Ooh, I want to say no, but that's not the right answer. I'm going to say yes. They do cover. <laughs> that was how I felt. <laughs> Y'all remember last week? One of my hot takes was FSU up di- uh, upsets Notre Dame in week one. So Uh-oh. no. Woo! Put it on the board. The Go Cats sick them. No, 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 wait, wait, that's not my, that's not my, that's not my lock hard cold pick for this week. I got that tails. was my hot take. That was my hot take for last week. You, you can't lock hard tails? cold pick uh, the Georgia Clemson game. I am hundred percent going to do that. So get ready. Did you say tails? Yes, he said tails. Yes. Okay. All right. Up next, we have UNC at Tech. UNC is a five and a half point favorite. We'll pick straight up. Start with Tom. I want to pick Virginia Tech. Oh, I want to take Virginia Tech, but I think UNC squeaks it out. I think it's going to be closer than granted. They only said five and a half. I think it's going to be really close. I think Howe's going to go out there. He's going to bomb some throws. He's going to get Fuentes fired right on the field. Your Lockhart Cole pick. UNC wins by more than two touchdowns. I don't think that's get that will get Fuente fired, but okay. I just don't have a lot of faith in Virginia Tech. If they were a little better, I probably would pick them to win. But I think I think I just don't think they can handle all of North Carolina. So North Carolina. I don't have any faith in Fuente and Virginia Tech. So UNC. Our picks are pretty boring this week, honestly. Well, <laughs> I got tails. Week one, we ain't no shit about any of these teams. Yeah. It's UNC for the coin. All right, I'm going to skip this next one come back to it. Uh, let's think. What order is that now? Who in first? No, I'm first. I'm first. Okay. This one. Up next is Indiana and oh. Iowa. Iowa is a three and a half point favorite. We'll uh, pick straight up. Start with Tom. I believe in Phoenix. Ooh. Indy. Uh, I'm going to say that this is the first game of the beginning of the downward spiral of Indiana. Iowa wins this game. I think I picked Iowa and some other pick them. So I think we'll, I'm the same. I, I think Indiana was kind of a like a Cinderella season last year. And I don't think they were 
really that good. They were just kind of skirting by. They rode the hot hand, rode the hot hand of Penix. You get a Penix. I mean, hot. I'm gonna say we're we're getting all hyped up on Penix here, and it, this is the game that I mean, Ferentz comes hyped. in. That Ferentz comes in, and he's gonna do his thing, and this is his path to a uh, eight to ten win season, and tacking uh-huh. on another year or two onto uh-huh. his contract, and uh-huh. he wins this game. Uh huh. Points. Let's see. Uh, I got tails. So that is Indiana. All right. And your game of the week <clears throat> Georgia at Clemson. Kinda. Clemson's a three point <laughs> favorite. We will pick straight up. Start with Andy. I mean, you already know I'm going to pick Clemson, but this is in Charlotte. That's not, that's a transplant city. It's not really a Clemson city, I would say. But maybe Tom has a differing opinion on that. Uh, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of Clemson alum oh, here just because it's close to. Yeah, there's got to be a Clemson. shitload of bandwagon Clemson fans in uh, Charlotte. It, it's close enough to uh, Clemson that a lot of Clemson fans, wherever they live, are, are still within driving distance of Charlotte. Although I feel like it's probably the same thing for Georgia anyway. Three hours. Yeah. Um, and I'm not picking my own team, so Clemson. Yep. Um, I know early on I was, I was. Not paying attention to the uh, the point spread, I was kind of leaning to Clemson because it's something I, I don't think we even really talked about. Didn't Georgia have like one or two receivers go out? Well, what's injuries. Yeah, Pickens has been out for a while with an ACL. It just, I mean, it just it, this, what I thought was a story was like Georgia was going to be down a couple most of the well, way. Eric Eric, Eric Gilbert like left the team uh, to do with deal with personal stuff. And then yeah. they have their other tight end is is hurt, and then one of their their nickel corners hurt too. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a decent amount of uh, Georgia's extremely talented, but that's like some pretty important pieces. Uh, that was pushing me to Clemson, but then you keep uh, potty mouthing Clemson's offensive line, and it makes me think, well, maybe not to pick Clemson, but. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have and, and, jo- and Georgia had, and, and Georgia and Georgia has got a, a quarterback. I mean, I mean, look, you can ask Andrew. He saw that. the last time Clemson's offensive line played, and they got abused by Ohio State. I seen it. Uh, Jacksonville guy hurt real bad. Um, uh, give me Clemson. I guess, yeah, Clemson. I think JT Daniels is going to go out there. Going to look like complete dog shit. But Georgia's okay. going to run for like 200 yards at their running back, and Georgia wins this game. <laughs> With one running back? With one they, running back. They don't even play the other one. Have they you, don't need them. They're going to hold you them seen, for the other game. I was going to say, have you seen how many running backs we have? All right. Yeah, they have one. And he's going to go for 200 have? yards. We have, we have about four or five I would expect to see. I was, during I was, this I thought, yeah, I thought Darren, it was pick, y'all were similar to make, Alabama. You can make your decision during your pick and your proclamations and during mine. I, I was I was answering his question. Whose question? So we have we have four or no, five. That, no that one had a for... question. You answered your <laughs> you own just question. Interjected. <laughs> you interjected with "Have you seen George's?" and then you answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good question. I'm and sure the answer is so. no, no. <laughs> Can I go? Yes. Is it my turn? 
Yes. All right. Now, I know that I never pick Clemson, but I do genuinely believe George is going to win this game. I think that it starts on the lines, and even though they both have great defensive lines, Clemson has an embarrassing offensive line. So, Lockhart, cold pick of the week. Georgia wins by 10 or more points. Holy shit. Also, that that is as much conventional wisdom as you can be. It all starts up front, ladies and gentlemen. The lines of scrimmage. I mean, generally, I think it's not that big of a deal. No, it's a, uh, but in this, I think I think in, in this game, case, it's it a, can in be this, in this game yeah. where one of them is just absolutely abhorrent. Then I think that yeah. And while this is going on, uh, Jacksonville's had two players get destroyed on the same play, while uh, UAB runs in for a touchdown. What's the coin That's saying a, here? Like, like everyone that listens to this will have already seen this game or at least seen the score box score. What's yeah, the I'll coin? Do, I, like, I like to keep them updated. Uh, the coin is heads. Clemson. All right, those are pickups for week one. Enjoy. There they are. And we did questions. There are no emails, so if we ever get an email again, we'll read that. <laughs> Podcast at acad- academicallyineligible.com. Uh, we were hoping to have um, a, a potential uh, live show this weekend, but that, alas, is not happening. Thanks, COVID. Andrew, Andrew has the Rona. And, it's still uh, good. Still could. We, we would have could to be do a, a call in show. We could. <laughs> TBD. How do we call in we'll the Discord? You same the same way we are right now. Yeah. Hold same it. way what? we are right now. What? Live so, I thought you were just in my head. Ah, voices. It's all, all right, a simulation. So that, that's it for this week. And uh, tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible podcast. Peace. Bye, Craig. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you. <laughs>